Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. During the time of Martin Luther in the 1500s, some 500 years ago, people, they were wrapped up in a terrible and profound lie. For the sake of simplicity, this lie that they were wrapped up into is this. They were enslaved to what we call ladder theology. Yes, ladder theology. You see, it was commonly held from medieval teachings that mankind needed to ascend up to God. It was taught that a person needed to climb, and they needed to indeed climb a metaphoric ladder towards a holy and righteous God. And they did this through religious duties, indulgences, penance, monastic vows, pilgrimages, severe discipline of the body, and saying the Mass. They would climb each rung of the ladder ascending higher and higher and higher to get to God. And so thousands of well-meaning Christians desired to achieve more conformity with God by climbing a ladder rung by rung. Each religious step was a little bit more what they believed was God-pleasing acceptance. Indeed, the people during the time of Martin Luther's Time saw themselves on a spiritual journey that required strenuous effort and endurance to elevate themselves up to the same level of God. And so they climbed. And boy, did they climb. They climbed that symbolic ladder each step of the way. Now, dear friends, what we need to take note of is this, is that this ladder theology puts the emphasis on you and the strategic goal of you climbing in pursuit of God. As a result, Jesus, he becomes a carrot on the end of the stick. He becomes that pot of treasure at the end of the rainbow. He becomes that prize on the top of the ladder. Your Christian faith 
becomes a journey of you pursuing, you climbing, and you taking steps upward and onward is your goal and your cheer. Keep in mind, though, that this latter theology does not lead to freedom. I repeat, it does not lead to freedom, but it leads to slavery. It leads to bondage and confinement. For example, how do you know if you've climbed high enough? What happens if you fall off the ladder and land on your rear? Where should the ladder be placed? And how tall of a ladder must you accomplish and obtain to get to God? And there's more. If you believe in ladder theology, you need to climb upward to God. Yes, the emphasis is on you. It is on you to be active and busy and full of endurance. Here's the ladder. Now get busy. Climb. Yes, climb with all of your might. And if you do not make it to the top, well, try harder. Keep climbing. It makes sense now. Why people during the time of the Reformation had no assurance. Yes, they had no assurance. They were busy climbing that ladder. And that ladder had no end. And they were doing it by their own willpower. Step after step, they were trying to ascend to God by their indulgences, their penance, saying the Mass, and so forth, to somehow just get a little taste of peace, to get a little bit more assurance, and to maybe, just maybe, get a glimpse of freedom. Now, in case you haven't noticed this, this latter theology still exists today in the 21st century. Yes, whole church denominations are filled with this kind of latter theology. So we do not even have to look that far. We do not have to look that far to find very well-meaning Christians coming to these ladder-climbing churches every single Sunday where the pastor gets up before them and he's ready to give them ladder-climbing tips. More specifically, in their worship services, you will find people busily taking notes from the sermon on how to climb and where to climb. And after the services, they get together and they encourage each other in their climbing endeavors. Now, please keep in mind that these churches do not necessarily use the terminology of ladder theology, but rather they talk about the ladder as a faith journey or steps, or level, take your pick. Nonetheless, they are always seeking, they're always moving, but never arriving and never finding. And sometimes, fights will break out in these ladder-climbing theology churches over the best way to climb. Disputes will arise. What is the best way to climb? And sometimes fights break out when a person who is very good at climbing is not respected or revered by others who have not climbed high enough. And get this, if a person has a tragedy and does not have the energy to climb the ladder, well, they are given a little pass for a little bit of time. They're given a hall pass, but they are eventually encouraged to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, get back on that ladder and try again. You see, in these ladder theology churches, everyone must climb the ladder. Everyone must be on the ladder. And the pastor, he usually is on that top of that ladder, showing everyone else how to climb and pulling everyone else up that ladder. And so, just like the poor people of the Roman Catholic Church 
in the 1500s, thousands upon thousands of Christians and pastors in our modern churches find themselves climbing. They're not doing this through archaic religious duties such as indulgences, penance, monastic vows, and saying the Mass, but they sure are climbing through modern ways. Even more, while these churches may look like they have it all together, what is not being said and what is not being talked about, what is in fact not even allowed to be talked about is the fact that they do not have assurance. You see, life on the ladder results not in freedom, but the never-ending bondage of slavery. The ladder itself is slavery. The unspoken truth is that they are climbing but never reaching the top. They're seeking but never finding. They're on a journey with no destination. Lord, have mercy on them. Lord, have mercy on us too. You see, when Martin Luther realized the problem with this latter theology in the 1500s, some 500 years ago, he rightly understood that what needed to be done was to rebuild the theological foundation of the church so that the word and sacraments could go forth, the very fundamental teachings of the Bible could be going forth into the eyes, ears, and minds of the people that day. And so Luther, he had to knock down He had to destroy and clear away all the ladders. Yes, the ladders needed to be cut down and they needed to be put through the wood chipper so that people would fall to the ground and realize that the Christian faith rests upon God's grace alone through Christ alone by faith alone. Indeed, the heart, the bread and butter of the Reformation was a rejection of latter theology, that frantic effort of climbing into God's favor through personal pious strivings. The reformers, they broke from this latter theology to a gospel-centered theology where Jesus comes to us. See, according to our reformers, it is only at the bottom that the church finds its life and hope not the top, and my friends, certainly not on the ladder. Yes, it is only at the foundational level of Jesus, our cornerstone, that the church has freedom and hope and forgiveness and salvation. To paraphrase the words of Martin Luther, a person is not righteous by climbing the ladder, but is righteous when he or she does not climb, but simply receives and believes upon Jesus. This, yes, this, this is the message of the Reformation. This is the most basic and fundamental message of the Christian faith that is for us. This is what we are about as Lutherans. This is where our freedom is found. You see, dear friends, a ladder is not a substitute for Jesus. Ladders do not cut it. When Christians and pastors go the way of latter theology, they are dismissing Jesus and his work. In fact, when Christians and pastors promote latter theology, they become so busy climbing that they fail to realize that Jesus has passed by them and is at the bottom with free grace and mercy and forgiveness for them. Therefore, you, yes, you, all of you who have ears, hear, hear this. We do not climb to Jesus.
We do not climb to Jesus. He descends to us. We do not pursue Jesus. He pursues us. He pursues you. You cannot ascend high enough. You cannot climb enough rungs. You cannot pursue him enough. God be praised, though, that we do not need ladders. We have Jesus. This is the foundation that the church goes forth with, a a lightened step, a joyful cheer, knowing that Jesus comes to sinners such as you and me too. Yes, Jesus comes to save sinners, sinners like you and me who are at the bottom. He comes for sinners who can't climb the ladder, sinners who lie in dust and ashes. Dear baptized saints, This is the foundation that we are established and anchored upon. We rest in the finished work of Jesus, that finished and accomplished work that he came to us to accomplish. We do not huff and we do not puff climbing the rungs to Jesus, but we simply open our ears to hear Jesus in his word. We open our hands and mouths receiving Jesus who comes to us with forgiveness and life and salvation. And it is with this great gospel that we invite others. Yes, we invite others. We invite others around us to come down off their ladders to the bottom with us where we all receive Jesus together. That is what evangelism is. That is what missions is about. We tell people who have no ladders that they don't need ladders because they have Jesus and Jesus is for them. And we tell those who are so, so busy climbing their ladders that they don't need them because Jesus has descended, that Jesus is for them too. The Reformation truth, and the truth of all the scriptures is this, that our Savior has descended to give us his gifts of righteousness. It is and has always been about Jesus And Jesus' strategic goal of drawing close to and pursuing sinners. This is our hope. Dear blessed baptized saints, this is our hope. This is our assurance. And this is our freedom. We are free of ladders because we have Jesus. May we receive Jesus not by ladders but by faith. God be praised for this freedom. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The The Lord Lord bless and keep you. you.